Hi everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope everybody had a great Easter. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, it's now the fourth Sunday of Easter, so <laughs> I hope you've been having a good Easter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a little while since we podcasted. Yeah, we've been all over the place, uh, mentally and physically all mm-hmm. over the place. Um, we went to North Carolina. We did. Two, nice. two weekends ago? One week. Oh, last weekend? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like so... I feel like it was yesterday. Oh. <laughs> nope. Um, but my sister got married. Congratulations, Taylor and Brad. <laughs> I highly doubt that they listen. I, yeah. Yeah. But still, we had a great time. It was mm. a beach wedding, and um, it was awesome because they rented out a house, and uh, the ceremony was on the beach, non-Catholic. <laughs> um, and then the reception was in the backyard, and then we stayed in the house where it mm-hmm. was. So we just put the boys to bed, came back out for the reception. It was good. Easy peasy. Yeah. And the boys, both boys loved the beach. Oh my Jack, gosh. Jack, like, we could probably have left them out there all day. And he would totally. have been fine. He may have gotten a little hungry, but that's, he would have been fine playing in the sand and the water and digging and running and falling and walking. He probably, there was one day where he probably walked probably like three miles. No way. Because he walked, well, I carried him back, but he, we'd walk like, there was like a pier a little ways down from where the house was. And there was a surf contest on the other side of the pier. So, I mean, what so first in the morning he walked down there with Holly's mom, and then that afternoon or that later that morning after he came in to eat or breakfast or something like that, um, I walked down there again and there was a surf competition going on, like a surfing contest. What a great thing for a toddler to see! I know it was like the best thing that you could ever imagine. And then that afternoon, someone had this huge whale kite. Yeah, a kite that was shaped like a whale. Yes. <laughs> it needed to be ex- expanded. So we walked down there again, and it was probably like, I don't know, three quarters of a mile away, if not more. So his little legs. I mean, that's so like tired. six miles in toddler walking. Yeah. Man. But yeah, he lo- they loved it. Yeah. Blaze loved it. He would just sit in the sand and splash the water mm-hmm. around. Just sit in a puddle and throw sand everywhere. Yeah, he threw sand at me a lot. But I was like, if you're happy, then whatever. <laughs> you could throw wherever you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we loved it. It was a great mm-hmm. trip. And we have been having a great Easter. Yeah. Um, I feel like we had a really serious Lent, this, this Lent. I feel like Holy Week was good, at least for me. It was. It I feel was like really Lent good. was like, I don't know. Oh, not I feel bad. like it was so penitential for me. Oh, really? Yeah. We gave up our TV. We gave up, um, I gave up milk in my coffee, which sounds so silly, but it was t- hard. And, like, I just felt like I gave up too much, too many things. Oh, I felt like we were taking it e- too easy. Oh, man. I realized, though, at the, like, weeks after Easter, like, a couple weeks ago, um, that I didn't do it right. I haven't mean to tell you this. I what didn't is, do it right. Remember is... how one of my things that I gave up for Easter, I think I talked, or for Lent, um, I think I talked about it, was to, was being a mean mom. Uh-huh. But you're supposed to fast from good things. You don't fast from bad well, things. Well, I mean, you should probably, it's probably a good time to get rid of bad habits as well. But yeah, you're sp- like, your sacrifice should be some, shouldn't be something you shouldn't be doing anyway. Right. So I did it wrong. But you also did other things. You yeah, sacrificed milk and your coffee and watching TV, that kind of thing. Yeah. It I was like fine. There was more. You did fine. Um, but, and by the way, that was a very good thing for me to give up. <laughs> what milk? Not, no, oh. the um, being a mean mom because I should give that that up every mm-hmm. day, really. Yeah. So, um, but it was nice for me to like have a reason not to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we had a great Easter. I felt like it was very celebratory because of my difficult Lent. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I really like felt Easter. I felt the emptiness of Holy Saturday. <coughs> um, it was really good. Yeah. It was a very powerful Easter for me. Oh, it was good. I, I enjoyed Easter this year. Mm-hmm. This year was a good one. We'll see how they do next year. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good timing, too, because it was really, I don't know about everywhere else, but up here it was nice and sunny. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful so, weather. Yeah, we played with water balloons with Jack on Easter Sunday. Oh, my gosh. He loved he it. He loved it. We really haven't podcasted since Easter. The last day I have in my notes is April 5th. Wow, yeah, guys, so I'm sorry. Like a month ago. <laughs> I don't have dates on my, in my notes, but that is a long time. Yeah, so we apologize for the extended hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of good things have been going on. Yeah, good, th- really busy, good things. Busy stuff, but good things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe some good things on the horizon. Maybe. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> stay <laughs> tuned. Little te- teaser for you. Um, yeah, I have, I'm doing well with work and I have two craft shows coming up so I'm mm-hmm. like doing a lot of work to get ready for that so um things and are it's going good on. you have to do a lot of work because a lot of your pieces sold I know in the meantime so yeah feeling good pretty good about good it job. Hey. yeah but so we've been busy with travel and the kids and life but life hmm, but loving it yeah okay totally loving it <laughs> <laughs> oh right um, yeah. But, um, so lately, Jack is going to have his birthday in June, mm-hmm. and he will be turning three. And everyone says, well, most, okay. One person. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people say the terrible twos, but then mm-hmm. I've always heard it's not the terrible th- twos, but it's the terrible threes. Mm-hmm. And I always was like, not our Jack. He's... It's, the, it's the terrible three. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not our Jack. He's so perfect and so well-behaved. He's so great. But all of a sudden, he has become, like, uh, kind of difficult. Like, really difficult. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, I've you're, seen you're worse kids. Yeah, but like... you're with him all day. But I would, I would say, I wouldn't be surprised if this was, like, a two-week three-week phase that he's going through. I don't think we're, like, shifting into, like, a new... I really hope not. This is, like, my motherhood, is that I'm always, like, we enter into some two-week phase, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be like this forever! (laughs) It's so hard! It's never gonna end! And then it's over in two Mm -hmm. But, so maybe, maybe. Yeah. But we also could be going into the terrible threes. Right. But I think it all depends on how we deal with this this week. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Um, so Jack has always been, like, it's okay for parents to talk well about their kids or talk about good things with their kids. Mm-hmm. I'm a really proud mom, and Jack is really, really smart. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to brag or anything, but he is really, really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as we know. He's our first, so we don't I know. know. But people always do comment that he's very mature yeah. and um, acts older than his age. Mm-hmm. So I've always been, like, really proud and, like, found a lot of um, affirmation in that. And then all of a sudden he's, like, hitting me and... Uh, not listening, like defiantly not listening. I mean, as defiantly, not, I didn't misspeak and say definitely. 
Oh, <laughs> I think I don't think anyone says no. that wrong. I think they write it wrong. <laughs> it drove me crazy in high school when people would say defiantly on AIM instead right. of definitely. Yeah, I think it's a misspelling. I don't think it's people get the words mixed up. Well, defiant. He's being defiant, and mm-hmm. he's telling me no, like defiantly. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, he's definitely doing this. Yeah. Um. But I, like, barely even know how to handle it because this is so unlike his character. And um, it's making me question my, like, parenting abilities. Mm-hmm. And it's like we've already, like, jumped. I feel like we already crossed these um, hurdles. And then we're, like, back. We're stepping back a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm having to redo them or whatever. So I'm questioning everything. And also with Blaze, since he's our second, we have stuff to compare him to. Mm-hmm. And he's he's great. But he's not walking yet. He's still scooting around on his little peg leg. He's fift- <laughs> he's almost 15 months old. Yeah, and he can, I think he can walk. He just Here's doesn't want thing. to. No, I think he walked. He walked. He knew he could take like four or five steps. And then we went to the beach. Mm-hmm. We didn't practice with him. And then we came home and now he forgot. No, he did not forget. <laughs> he forgot. No, I think Jack did the same thing. I remember... Jack taking a few steps and then crawling everywhere and us being, like, frustrated. Like, why don't you just walk? It's easier. Really? Yes. I don't remember that. Anyway, but, like, Jack was, def- was like, running around at, like, 13 months. Mm-hmm. So Blaze is, like, not where Jack was. So there's also that part of it, too, mm-hmm. where, like, compared to his brother, he's not where Where his Yeah, but Jack has is. always been kind of, like, advanced. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, so what and- I'm saying is we have, like... We're, what? How do we gauge it? Yeah. And we're kind of in this space where it's like, what, what's but, going on? Because also Blaze is like much more temperamental than yeah. Jack ever was. Um, he's much more clingy mm-hmm. than Jack ever was. And um, he's, I've just, no, I don't, Dino and I always, for whatever reason, have always shied away from the terms like extrovert and introvert. We like don't well, really because love I feel the like, labeling of yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like people just can't be one or the other. Yeah. Well, I feel like Blaze is very introverted. He may, leans he, more towards he is introver- more introverted. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, because it's like, it's not like everyone in the world is either like at parties talking to everyone and loves it, or never leaves their house. Like there's area in between. I know, I know. But Blaze is much more introverted than Jack, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Um, and he does not like to be around other people. So it's very difficult for me when like I like to be in social situations and I love to have the boys in social situations, but Blaze does not. And Blaze becomes this, like, clingy, very fussy child in front mm-hmm. of anybody other than just me. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just made me uh, think, like, am I doing something wrong? Or is it because of this thing that I did whenever he was a tiny baby? Or, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and because it's so new to me because it's different than Jack. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And because there's something to compare it to. Exactly. Like, Jack could have been advanced. He could have been behind. We didn't know. Mm-hmm. So. Blaze here. <laughs> Big shoes to fill. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. got big feet, though. Blaze has big feet. I know. That's the thing with him versus Jack. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's Blaze is going to be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call him our little meatball. <laughs> and I sing, my little meatball. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. So Blaze is going to... We're going to sign him up for peewee football so he can walk. Know. We know what path he's going down. <laughs> I've said that since he was really small, that he's going to be our little bruiser. He is. Because he is. We love him. If he'll ever leave your side, he will be a bruiser. You know, it's okay if he never does. 
<laughs> now that Jack, we're talking about Jack going to school in the fall, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not, I want him to stay with me forever. Mm-hmm. He's so sweet. But he's also getting so big. Like, he's yeah. definitely ready for school. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> he's getting really big. He is. Anyway, so this has all gotten us thinking about not, I guess, sort of in the immediate and then long term, what, how do we gauge how successful we are as parents? Like what, and I think there's, I think this is kind of us being unsure of ourselves, but also like being a little pragmatic and like, what are, we've never sat down and said, what are, what are our parenting goals? You know, how do we want our kids to be when they're adults and how, what can we do now? To help that. Well, you've always said that you wanted a priest in the family. So that at least we can one. Go. Okay. So vacations, <laughs> you don't have to go to a weird beach oh, parish man. like we did. Guys, we went to this wacko <laughs> parish. <laughs> we, we walked in and like, uh, there's like music playing in the lobby and it was a lobby. It wasn't a narthex. No. And there was like a, a, a screen, video screen a video. and like greeters. And like we walked into the Set the church part i wouldn't call it like a sanctuary we walked into the church part and no kneelers all like just chairs 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 and jack goes where why no why no pews <laughs> yeah jack why no pews the church snob and holly looked at me and said where did you bring us because <laughs> <laughs> daniel found it because it was the closest parish to the i couldn't beach. find jesus i couldn't find the tabernacle. Oh, the tabernacle was like in another room a separate room yeah anyway we are such snobs I no know, okay but- i think Anyone who, I think any Catholic would have been thrown off by that. Definitely thrown yeah. off. Oh, and then the the music director had us like walk oh, through us, the he song. He had us practice the songs beforehand. Mm-mm. We're like we're not even gonna sing anyway, so <laughs> why are you oh bothering? No, I did just, sing. It was Chris Tomlin, which I liked, but I mm-hmm. was like, I don't know. What I just wanted to say during it was just that we're this isn't a Protestant ceremony mm-hmm. or service, yeah. so don't make it one. Yeah. But sorry if that offended anybody. <laughs> but offends it's, people at that one parish. <laughs> well, sorry. There's something different because we have Jesus in the flesh right. in the front of I the know. church. I get it. I get really fired up about it. Holly was like throughout mass composing the email she was gonna write. In her I really was. And I still am thinking about emailing the the pastor. Well, but. Anywho. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, but if one of our kids was a priest, we could just have mass wherever we were. Yeah, problem solved. Anyway, what, 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 are, our oh, goals, what are our goals? Our parenting okay, goals. Yeah. No, it would be nice, but it's not. That's not in our hands. You know, it's right. whether or not our kids have a, a vocation. Our sons have vocations to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. But it'd be nice, so we yeah. could pray for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just for them to follow the will of God. Yeah. We don't need to fault. We don't need to pray for the will of God for the whatever. No, he could bless someone with a vocation. Yes. <laughs> that's a different. This is a different podcast. <laughs> Um, no, just like you could pray like for good spouses for our children if they are supposed to be married. Right. Yeah. But we, you don't pray for them to be no, we can, called we can, to marriage. We can pray that we at some point have a child who's called to the priesthood. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got that, I think, I mean, I think that's all we need. Yeah. See ya. No. Um. But one, mind mind, and we were talking about this before. Our number one goal for our kids, and ours are similar but a little different. But my number one goal for our kids um, is for them to know Jesus and His Church. And I say, what? Can I say mine? Yeah, Holly, you can say yours. 
Mine is very similar, but mm-hmm. one thing better. Mm-hmm. 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 Go on. <laughs> to know that know Jesus and his church, like, to know Jesus is to know that Jesus loves you. Right. So, but my, my like, top goal is for them to know that God loves them. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, so if they know Jesus, they know Jesus loves them. I know, but in God, I'm And when I say know Jesus, about. like, knowing what he is. Intimately. And, yeah. Um. I think it's important to say our goal as parents should be for them to know Jesus and his church, not necessarily. It's not up to us whether or not they stay in the church, you know? Well, that drives you crazy. Yeah. Cause I mean, there, you see families there, you know, 90% of the family are faithful Catholics and there's that one who's not. And it's not like they just didn't take that kid to mass or something. Mm-hmm. So, and we can't make that choice for them as adults, you know, they have I to know. remain in the church. So, it, and it's not, we could do everything right and that still happens. So I don't think we can base our success on something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So my number one goal is that they at least know, they know Jesus, they love him and they know the church and what the church really teaches. Yeah. That's the thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, to really live, to live the church within our Domestic church. Mm-hmm. That's right. Use that RCIA vocabulary. I don't think that's RCIA. I learned it in RCIA. Oh, that doesn't I remember make it RCIA vocabulary. I even remember the slideshow. Oh. Mm-hmm. There you go. But um, yeah, for them to, I think, to know love, is my number one goal, and for that to be the truest love and the source of all love, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think we're. I think that's kind of something we've both been working towards with them without kind of having to say it. Like, this I think that we've, kids. I think we've said that before to each other. Okay. I don't think it's something that we've even needed to say because it's so obviously yeah. our, our point. That's literally what I just said. No, it's a little <laughs> different, okay. but okay. Um, yeah. What's and, your other goal? Well, well, I was going to say one more thing on that. Okay. Um, but to know and to understand the truth because I think there's also a difference between them memorizing catechism and sort of internalizing and understanding what that truth means and what where that truth comes from because mm-hmm. if you just know all the rules but you don't really know the source of those rules and why we have these rules mm-hmm. and you know are they actually rules quote-unquote rules or yeah. what that comes from um, also makes a big difference yep because someone could just without knowing that sort of the, the the teachings in the catechism are sort of guides to make sure you're still loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like if you love Jesus, you will do these things kind of. A... What's that quote from um Oh, I don't know if it's totally applicable, but the one that is talking about the law and it says the law like I think feel like I feel like it's more like government law, but that the law doesn't tell us what we sh- should do, but or can do, but the law should tell us what we ought to do. Yeah, I don't know who that's from. I feel like it's JP too. Maybe. But let's, that the law, that. the law should tell us what we ought to do. Right, not what we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really it's loved... It's a positive law rather than... Like, I've punitive. always loved the illustration that Father Robert Bar- Bishop... Robert Ooh, Barron... He's going to... He's oh He hears gosh. everything. He hears... <laughs> it's his new bishop power. <laughs> his ears just... <laughs> um... He said that, like, he really loves golf. And the first time he played golf, he was, like, terrible at it. Um, but he really loved it. So he 
got an instructor and was like, please teach me more about how, how to be better at golf. Mm-hmm. And so he learned rules and disciplines yeah, to become like... a better golfer. Mm-hmm. And the more that he learned those rules, the better of a golfer he became. Right. But it wasn't, it didn't feel like rules. It felt like golf. Right. And I think he says like those knowing the rules and like the techniques for a swing gave him the freedom to play well. And he also said it's like learning a language. Like, if you can't, if you only know a few words of French, you really can't express yourself. So you need to learn all the rules of the grammar so that you can fully express yourself within that. Yeah. I mean, he's just a freaking genius. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. But, um, yeah, so that's that's where we want to instill in our children. And I, maybe it's just because I'm coming fresh off of the fundraiser breakfast to our <laughs> school that we're sending Jack to, but um, I really think the school... Is we'll do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to start first here at home. Right. But I'm really confident in the school um, integrating the mm-hmm. faith into every aspect right. of their life. Mm-hmm. It's not just a religion, religion class. class. It's yeah, it comes up in all of their classes, which makes sense. And odd, like, um, <clears throat> not oddly, but like, unsurprisingly, in some like secular schools, they're starting uh, to teach a more like cohesive curriculum based thing so instead of like learning this in history class this in english class this in science class it's more of like an overall theme that like incorporates all of those which is really almost kind of like classical education mm-hmm. where it's like all interwoven it should be and that's how we live life we don't live yeah. just history just science just math you know yeah. we have to integrate it all into our lives mm-hmm. <clears throat> applied applied creative thinking what remember that stupid class i had to take in school in college is the worst class of my entire career but yeah is that the one where you started with ideation you <laughs> moved to pe- pagination these are real words used in the creative field mm-hmm. but daniel thinks they're made up i mean you didn't need another word for thinking ideation or, or brainstorming, brainstorming. <laughs> <laughs> but ideation just sounds so much better anyway Does it? anyway we are on a tangent um Right. So that's kind of goal one. And I think as Catholics, that is kind of our, and as people called to marriage, that is our number one goal is to like bring up children in the faith and so that they know and love Jesus. I mean, any Christian's goal is to bring others to Christ, especially our spouses and especially our children. Mm -hmm. My vocation to you is to bring you to heaven, Mm -hmm. to get you to heaven. Mm -hmm. So my job with our kids is the same. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because we love Jesus and everybody, we want everybody who we know, everyone that we know, to love Jesus as well. Mm-hmm. Because he's so good. Yeah, I'm not, not going to get an argument from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what were your other, did you have other goals? No. I just that's had it, that one. That's it. No. But also, like, thinking more practically, like, I think one that's to me working where I where I work and, like, just seeing kids who just want to like get all the best grades and go to Harvard and you know just like be the best. Daniel works at a private school. Yeah. Around here, private high or kindergarten through high school. Yeah. Um but just that I want our kids to have like a love of learning and like desire to explore the world that's not tied to getting the best grades in all the classes to go to the best school. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know if I'd even, like, want our kids to go to, like, an Ivy League school, you know? Well, I want them to go to Francisca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. But, like, I would much rather them go somewhere where they, like, explore 
something they're really interested in that they can like get a good education that'll prepare them well for you know whatever they want to do um but not <laughs> like giving the best to your kids doesn't mean making sure they get into harvard you know yeah i mean if our, one of our kids really wanted to do that i would be supportive but i feel like that that kind of track idolizes success like mm-hmm. worldly success mm-hmm. like you have to go to the best schools to do this and to do that and it's honestly it really like unless you want to be like work at like a top new york law firm and mm-hmm. you have to go to harvard law or something which i don't think i wouldn't really wish that on any of our kids he doesn't you don't need to go to harvard you know yeah i mean i feel like maybe for some fields that it would be good and I don't, I don't want to write it off but completely. Even, even but even if we had a kid who was like, I really want to start a carpentry apprenticeship, oh, work at yeah. local 734. Like... Well, we could, <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on this topic, on education, but I feel like, um, oh, we did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We did a podcast on that. But this is a separate thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm talking for too long. Um, but I feel like the way that society is moving is toward more of like apprenticeships and intern, not internships, apprenticeships is more, most pro- appropriate and um, specialized fields, mm-hmm. niche education. Um, How so? Cite some evidence. Oh my gosh. We've talked about this before. Don't act like we haven't. Not, maybe I'm just not understanding. That like. I remember you saying, because you have a liberal arts degree, mm-hmm. how it's a little bit more difficult for you to get a job because you don't have yeah. a specialized field. Right. But for me... I have a humanities degree, specifically. Like, you can major in chemistry and you're do, you'll do okay. Yeah. But he's in English, primarily. Yeah. Um, what? You did history no, no, in English? Ju- okay, okay. You're right. You <laughs> turned... <laughs> no, just English. There was a little bit of Spanish in there. <laughs> you did history with your undergrad, okay? Yeah. Um, but I, on the other hand, I'm <laughs> 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 oh, in a really specialized field with mm-hmm. textile design <clears throat> and um, fiber arts. <clears throat> and so, no offense, but it's much easier for me to find jobs because people are looking for specific um, artists to do what mm-hmm. I do. Um, so we have talked in the past about how specialized fields may be the future of education. Which is why SCAD has 50 majors. Mm-hmm. Just in equestrian studies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how many, many majors they have. but Oh, you lied. What? It's not 50? No, you just always joke that they have like 50. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, you joke that there are many of I've, them. I've joked that they've made up fields. <laughs> <laughs> like equestrian studies. What was the other one? That you, oh, never mind. It's boring. This is boring. Mm, no, it's boring. <laughs> Sorry. We should save our ideation for when we're off, <laughs> off the air. Um, but integrated learning. Yeah. But it also just like really loving to to learn. And like like we have um, a friend of ours who is homeschooled. And I just really love how he like, you can tell he just liked something and read about it. Who? Tommy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be discreet. Sorry. <laughs> I saw you like it makes sense. You say it, and then like your eyes like went blank. Like I shouldn't have said that. Loud. No, but yeah, he like I I like hanging out with him because he can generally get very esoteric references. Yeah, and it just it just seems like he he likes something, so he pursues it and like mm-hmm. uh, doesn't like consume it, but like just that kind of like attitude toward. Wanting to learn more about something and yeah. doing it, not because it's in a class, not like, 
getting all of it thrown at you and absorbing it and then trying to make that into something right. useful. And I think we both kind of gravitate towards like something like a Montessori type of education where they can really pursue what they're interested in. Um, but just like really being lovers of learning. <laughs> oh boy. But, and also being able to pursue like being well formed in their faith so that they can pursue the truth wherever it is in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, they're really interested in sociology or something. So they pursue that knowing, you know, what reality is that we're created by God, that, you know, Jesus came and redeemed us mm-hmm. and like using that to pursue the world around us. Because that's really what <clears throat> science began as. That's what life is. Yeah. But like specifically. And Bishop Barron talks about this, how like you really can't do science unless you believe the world is intelligible. And that it can be known. Mm. And it can be known because there's a creator. So if it's just all sort of like random and unknowable, then you re- what's the point of doing science? Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's knowable is based, or the belief that's knowable is based in a belief of in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sort of like an intelligent force behind the universe. So just having that, I'd rather have them have that than go to Harvard and just like kind of compartmentalize knowledge, you right. know? Yeah, definitely. Because, um, and then also going into college knowing what they want to do vocation-wise. Like, I think we've ended up in a good place, but, like, when I was choosing colleges or figuring out a degree, the thought didn't cross my mind. What can I do that will, like, be a good job, that I'll like, that'll pay well, that'll help me to raise a family? You know, Mm -hmm. that wasn't what I was thinking Mm -hmm. going into it. And I feel like if we can really help our kids to understand that they're living out a vocation rather than like searching for an occupation, right? then, then that will be, we will be successful if we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that keeps coming to mind is one, uh, I read the Pop Jacks <clears throat> parenting books, um, mostly Then Comes Baby and Then parenting with grace but honestly i didn't read all of parenting of grace with grace whatever um one thing that i like with them even though i use different methods um is that they their one of their goals in parenting is to for their kids to want to be like them versus their peers and that's one thing that i've been like really nervous yeah. about is with like sending jack to school and like being away from me and like he Jack is, like, such a copycat, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if he sees... He saw kids at the playground the other day, like, shooting guns with their hands, I think, right? He was doing something with his hands and going... Oh, I remember him doing that. I don't remember why. Like, I wasn't there. I don't remember what he was doing with his hands. But he was making, like, gun sounds and, like, emotions similar to a gun. Mm -hmm. But Jack doesn't know what a gun is Mm -hmm. because we've intentionally shielded him from this. Um, and I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, and he just kept doing it at us because he's <laughs> almost three and that's what he does. But I'm pretty confident that he just saw kids at the playground doing that. And so he's just copying them. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're, he's going to go to school and kids are going to be like different than us. And he's just going to do everything that they do instead. But like, that's where their goal is for you to be their primary influence. And then for them to look to you and say like, oh, my parents don't do that. Then I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. um and i think that's a it's a wise mentality to go in with parenting mm-hmm. and yeah 
And I think also if you do have kids who are at different abilities and have different skills, like if you're pushing getting good grades and not all your kids get good grades, how does that make them feel? Yeah. So I think having like a more, I don't know, a more appropriate approach to knowing that kids are different. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, yeah, the problem with a lot of... Sometimes I get nervous whenever we talk about things that we're not in yet. Like, we're not in, we're not in, like, grades yet. No, but I think we could still, like, be worried about those kind of things. I don't think we're going to get into it and, and, like, think, oh, they're all, they all need to get A's. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But I don't know if we're in the place to, like, give advice on how to do it. I wasn't. Okay. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Sorry, I just want to, like, shield us from that kind of thing. Yeah, for liability reasons. (laughs) Sorry. Whatever. (laughs) Well, we got on this, like, educational track where I don't think that was was really a deal. Like, academic, (laughs) academical success. (laughs) No, academic and intellectual gauges of success. Oh. Yeah. I took your bullet points in the wrong way. You thought I was talking about social? Like, how I spiritually understand. What? Okay, so Daniel told me, let's just give this. <laughs> All right, let's pull him back the curtain here. <laughs> Daniel, this is, Daniel wanted to talk about this, which I, I support. <laughs> <laughs> Retroactively, she agrees to it. No, um, and I asked him for, like, bullet points so I know what kind of things that we're going to talk about. And mm-hmm. he said, spirit, like, I want to talk about our success as parents and, like, the role of spiritually, intellectually, and socially. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, very selfishly, how I spiritually find success, <laughs> and I intellectually, and I socially. So that's where I was like a little confused at the trajectory where we were going. Oh boy, least logical I know. Uh, conclusion. <laughs> I do this all the time. Oh. Uh, and I always give Daniel a really hard time because he tries to tell me too much about what he wants to talk about. So I'm mm. like, no, like pare it down to like serious <laughs> bullet points. And he did, and I misunderstand. Uh, do you ever hear the phrase like? Uh, what do you do if you hear uh, hoofbeats in Central Park? No. You think horses, not zebras? Yeah, I think zebras. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) You think, why would dogs have hooves? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Uh, I I have good things to talk about, though. Okay, go on. I just, that's why I was talking about academics and intellectual. Well, yeah, I understand that now. (laughs) And that's why I have nothing written. (laughs) Because how do I intellectually process this? (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Uh, because i thought this was more on focused on us yeah how how we we measure success no how i feel (laughs) how do we measure success as parents based on how our children are oh man well i mean you were actually making a lot of sense i mean i was just walking or you know building on what you were talking about Mm. but um i was yeah a little confused Okay, well, um, I don't know how to fit my stuff in because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, what about socially for our kids? Um, like, well, how do you want, how are you going to, um, because Jack at the wedding towards the end of, it wasn't the first dance, was it? I hope not. No, it I wasn't. I can't remember. It wasn't. They were just dancing and Jack, um, was he a lion or a, a dinosaur? A dinosaur. Ran, like, through, like, Brad and Taylor were dancing. Did he run between them? At the very, very end. At the very end, end, he ran between them, roaring like a dinosaur. And he had his hands up. I don't know what those were. They were like crab claws. (laughs) But 
But all throughout it, he was running all around them, mm-hmm. just doing figure eights around them and roaring. Roar! Roar! <laughs> it was past his bedtime. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like socially, <laughs> how would we? How do we want our kids to be? And I think, um, I would like our kids to be to be good friends, to be caring, and compassionate, to to evangelize, but to also like lead with love. Yes, it's kind of like what we desire for ourselves as well. Um, so that they're not, you know, kind of just going with the flow. They're able to speak out and like have their own voice, but not be abrasive about mm-hmm. it. Cause there's definitely, I think, yeah, I think it's common for like most Christians to go through that, like holier than thou phase mm-hmm. at some point. I feel like I'm still school. there. <laughs> I am constantly like, why did I say that? I need to be a lot kinder. And I just feel the selfish desire to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. The the world. one thing tying catechisms to bricks and throwing them through people's windows is a little Genius. much. <laughs> Other than that, I think you're you're doing okay. Uh, no, I need to be much kinder, especially in um, regards to like theology and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean just like rewind a little bit to me talking about the church and the, or the parish, parish. we went to in. To be, it was Beach. a pretty bad parish. I know, but I need to be I need to be kinder. That's what it is. Yeah, it was should. a bad parish, but I need to be kinder. Mm-hmm. I should have had a scowl on my whole the whole time on my not, face. Not on your whole face, maybe half your face. <laughs> <laughs> I still received Jesus. You know, that's what I had to say at the end of it. Yeah. Jesus was still there. Yeah. Couldn't see him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one we might have to work on a little harder with our kids. No, but just having them be like, being like good good people, but not. But in a very specific way, you know? Yeah. Like, I want people to, like, meet our kids when they're adults and be like, that that is a great person and there's something different about them, you know? I have two things to say about that. Okay. First is, I'll forget the other one, um, so I'm going to say it first. Okay. Um. So it's the second one first. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I so bad at talking? It's okay. Um, so I saw somewhere, oh, where was it? Oh, it was in... um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> does okay before you start. Does the place have any bearing on the point? Switchfoot's parents. Oh, never say say no. Mm-hmm. It's this parenting book by the parents of um, Mark and John. <laughs> Mark and John Foreman, who are in the band Switchfoot. Not Mark and John Switchfoot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and one thing that they said is that they like talked to a guy who uh, like mentored high schoolers through adulthood and they um asked him like how do you know like who are the kids who are the most well adjusted and he said the kids who were whose parents enjoyed them mm. growing up <clears throat> and that's really stuck with me um and so i want to enjoy our children mm-hmm. so that they can know that they are enjoyable mm-hmm. that they are loved and that they are um that what they have to say matters. I mm-hmm. think that's a big thing, especially in parenting, is like that we have a tendency to be like, no, I need to do something, so you be quiet and go mm-hmm. over there and do your kid stuff, and I'm going to be over here. Where it's like, no, I need to sit down on the ground and play with you and listen to you um, tell me, you know, crazy stories about your day or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and the other thing, oh, gosh, I'm going to for- – I forgot. No, I didn't. Okay, okay. and parents <laughs> and families. Um I've noticed with Jack, and I never thought about this until Blaze came around, and Blaze is getting older, and Blaze, we're trying to, like, teach Blaze the rules and stuff, and, you know, really struggling with that, because he's only a year old, but um, 
when I say things to Jack, like when Jack does something wrong and I lose my temper, um, I'm, I am showing him what discipline is. And so when Blaze does something wrong and Blaze or Jack shouts, no, don't do that, Blaze. Don't, no, no, Blaze, don't do that. Um, I have to, that's only on me. That is, that is because of me that he does that. And, um, I'm showing him how to love others by Mm. when I love him and I see it right there in front of me. And so it's been like a real learning point for me, Mm. um, to show him not to, because it it doesn't make sense when I'm like, Jack, don't, don't do that to Blaze. No, you don't yell at Blaze. Yeah. When Jack is like, well, you yell at me. And I'm like, ah. There's that mean mom again. It's you're a little hard on yourself. Like sometimes you have to like get his attention because he's not listening, and so you have to you have to get his attention. I know, but yelling is not. And like this is what I I think this kind of (coughs) exercise is (coughs) useful. Sorry. Um, is that like we're not gonna get a hundred percent on like all the details. So having these like overall goals and keeping them in mind is what's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. So like, <coughs> uh, Jack will probably continue to make snot bubbles with his nose and oh say, gosh. look at my booger balloons. <laughs> okay. Just putting it out here. You called it a bo- booger no, balloon. No, it was my mom. My mom did it. Oh, your mom Yeah. Did it? <laughs> uh-uh. But so, but yeah, our kids. His my- favorite thing is balloons. So why are you going <laughs> to tell him a booger balloon? <laughs> Don't pop it. Don't pop it. It's disgusting. Um, but like, yeah, he's still going to do that. But we can overall, socially, we want him to be like a nice guy who's yeah. engaging and loving and yeah. uh, like emanates Christ's light. What I was trying to say is that it's our example that they follow. Yeah. And so trying to live that to them and to each other, they'll pick that up and then live it in the culture. Mm-hmm. Another thing that um, a big parenting, like, advice thing that I saw I think it was mama needs coffee said it um that like one of her biggest um convicting moments was when a priest told her that like you are responsible for preserving the security of your child or preserves for your child to feel safe mm-hmm. is your highest job mm-hmm. and you should <clears throat> never be the person who threatens their safety mm-hmm. So if you um, ever get so angry that they get scared, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to, all, like, for them to always, always, always feel safe mm-hmm. is um, one of those big goals yeah. for me. I don't know whether, where that would fit in spiritually, intellectually, or... I think socially. You want socially. them to feel loved and safe. Mm-hmm. Socially, or yeah. wider, so, I don't know. But because the world is very scary and wrong and broken and... Mm-hmm stuff and so for them to feel safe and to feel free mm-hmm. like we were talking about freedom um for them to feel free they have to feel safe yeah and that's for me that would be the worst is not feeling safe in your own home in your own or home. having like a place where you feel safe sorry <coughs> and like when i see people like i feel like you can see people who are poor or in poverty and it's it's different if they have people with them you know mm-hmm. And, like, there might be some people who don't have a lot, but, like, they know at home they're safe and their parents love them. That, like, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's kind of the difference between, like, you know, a good life and a bad life. I mean, that's not the only difference. But, like, for me at least, if I 
I always know I can come home and feel safe here, mm-hmm. you know, and then growing up, at least, you know, my home was always safe. And it's just, like, not having that would be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. You'd almost feel, it, like, affects your understanding of your own self-worth. Right. Way. Everything breaks down yeah. if you don't feel safe at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's a really big priority. Mm-hmm. Can do you have something else? No, that's it. Can we close with uh, something really silly that makes me feel like a good parent? Yeah, I, well, I did have one more thing. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were like closing, closing. Okay. I thought you meant talking right there. One thing that I wanted to say about socially, how I socially understand mm-hmm. my success as parenting. How socially? How can you deal with how wildly <laughs> successful you are as a parent? Like, are people coming up to you asking for advice? No, <laughs> I wanted to say one thing that. I, well, one, I put too much stock on what other people think of me as a mom. And I hate dealing with the fact that, like, sometimes when we go out to the grocery store or go out to the playground or whatever, I only put a coat on them because I think other moms will judge me. Mm-hmm. But I know they'd be fine if they don't have a coat on. Yeah, he doesn't want to wear a coat anyway. But if I put him out in the playground without a coat on, all the moms would be like, oh, my gosh. He said he's fine. He's <laughs> <laughs> But that's something that I struggle with yeah. a lot is like what other moms <clears throat> think of me is like a huge impact on my like yeah. parenting success. Um, and so I'm working on that and trying to be more confident in my parenting apart from any other mom. Do you know what I think could help that? Facebook. What? Facebook. Yes. <laughs> but also caring, not, not judging other mothers yourself. I don't judge moms for not having their coat on. You know, but you know, like if you're, if that's on your mind, it's on your mind both ways, you know? That is true. So, like, not... <coughs> not, not, like, oh, she shouldn't let her be on that phone. She shouldn't have that. She's too young for that. What, you saying I'm judgy? No, but, like... No, I mentioned am. it to me before. I am. Um, no, this is something that I struggle with, and mm-hmm. so I'm working on it. I know, but I I'm think saying... You're true. Yeah. I think true. I think I think that I is true. I am true. My aim is true. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. Um, and I, I think you're right. So I'll work on that. Um, but one thing that makes me feel like a great parent every time it happens is when, like, both kids are sitting and, like, enjoying their food. Oh, my gosh. Like, like today? Eating. Yeah. Okay. So today, I Holly <laughs> was at the grocery store, and I had both the boys, and I made them lunch, hot dogs and pretzels. You know? <laughs> um, and they were both, like, sitting in their chairs. Jack was in, like, a regular chair, not a high chair, and he was sitting still eating his hot dog, Blaze was eating all his food, which usually he gets bored halfway through he and throws, throws it. it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I even told Jack, I was like, mommy's going to be really excited when you come home, when she comes home and sees you're eating so well. Because I, cause I wanted someone to make a big deal. Yeah. That they, they were both sitting there and eating. And, and that if, never happens. And if they both like clear their plate, that is like, wow. Oh, like a newspaper should be here taking pictures <laughs> of this. Because it just feels like, <laughs> it seems silly, but like we... Because with the food thing, I'm always worried, like, we're not going to give them enough food. But, like, the fact that we've kept them alive this long, <laughs> it's like we're doing that right. I don't know we have And he likes his food. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's silly. But, like, for me, that's, like, if they're eating their food and it's, like, healthy food or relatively, it's not, like, yeah. a snack food. Yeah. Um, even though pretzels could be considered a snack food. Okay. But it was lunchtime. It was lunchtime. So and it was, that was a side. <laughs> Um, no, it actually was, I was very impressed when I walked in the door and they were both sitting quietly and eating their food and doing And it's not just me. That's an impressive thing. It was quite impressive. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I have anything that silly or that, that like quantitative. 
I do feel really awesome after I go grocery shopping with both of them. That is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel less like, more like I just made it through, you know. Oh, I want to be like, I want to sh- like open my windows and be like, I just did it! <laughs> <laughs> and also when Jack asks for things nicely and says, could I have an apple, please? Man, yes, great job, buddy. Good job. All the other times he just says apple. <laughs> I want that apple. Um, but no, yeah. And whenever, whenever Jack goes up to other kids and like hugs them, mm. or like, uh, he's really into helping babies who are crying, mm-hmm. probably because Blaze is crying a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, he'll like run over and give them a stuffed animal or like mm. offer toys for them to be happy. And if they're like an infant, their mom's like, "What are you doing?" But mm. I'm, like, over there, like, just beaming with pride. She's <laughs> well, just so sweet. At the beach we were playing, and there was a little girl who was probably, like, 18 months, and she, like, fell in the water, and Jack ran over and stuck out his hand and helped her up. <laughs> He's, like, all about helping people well, up. Because he likes it when other kids do that to him. He'll lay he on the does. ground and be like, I need help. Help me <laughs> yeah. up. Help me up. I'm trying to teach him to ask. <laughs> so, Can you help me up, please? Not to do it, like, 10 times in a row, because kids get tired of helping. Yeah, Anywho, just a little bit. But, yeah. Yep. That's yeah. it. So, yeah. So I've got a lot of work, a lot of things to work on. <laughs> and um, if anyone has any uh, different ideas or advice or anything you'd like to share, we would love to hear it. Because mm-hmm. I think if there's one thing we could really hammer down is we don't really know what we're doing, so we're trying <laughs> to get something together. So if you um, have any feedback, any questions, advice, tips, um, if you want to share what you do that makes you feel like a great parent, we would love to hear yeah. it. Maybe we'll if we get a lot of good ones, we can share, share them next time. Them. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and we haven't said it for a little while, so I am going to ask. If, well, can I tell them the, e- the nope, email? No, not yet. Okay. I'll if stop. you could, um, if you feel so inclined, please review us on iTunes so that we can reach more people. Mm-hmm. Why are you smiling? Because it, it sounds like you're like, please, please press three. <laughs> <laughs> but um, seriously, if you do like us and um, would like for other people to like us too, um, please give us a good review. On iTunes. On iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have email, please send it to halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. And like us on Facebook. That's it. That's it. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.